Friday Breakfast with Phil and Kirsty, part of the Future Positive podcast powered by Capitalize. I'm your host, Phil Hobden, Head of Customer Education and Engagement at Capitalize. And as always on the Future Positive podcast, I'm joined by Kirsty McGregor, founder of the Corporate Finance Network and Capitalize's very own accountant in residence. In this bite-sized weekly episode of the Future Positive podcast, we'll be talking you through the key stories that are impacting small businesses and their trusted advisors this week. So, Kirsty, why are we doing this? <laughs> why are we doing this? Phil, more stuff in the diary. More because stuff in the diary. We're crazy. Now, because, do you remember, pre, well, when lockdown first started, you and I did a five stories of the week Um webinar every week and it was really fast and it was it was just full of content and people seemed to love it and then we stopped doing that when we went into leaving our business behind so we thought we should bring it back now we're doing the podcast properly again and just yeah just hopefully just in case people have missed things in the week you know we we're always so busy we might miss news we might miss important stories um it's a bit more light-hearted than radio for today program hopefully a bit more of a <laughs> A bit more of a listen and people are going back to work as well and they're starting to travel a bit more again so hopefully they got opportunities to listen to a podcast in the car or on the train and get in get into the habit of listening to us on a Friday morning yeah and and do you know what it's exactly that and it's about bringing those those kind of stories that are going to be relevant to the SME that are going to be relevant to accountants supporting SMEs and business advisors supporting SMEs and delivering it in that in that kind of bite-sized format so the plan is that we will be here um every Friday or almost every Friday right like there are going to be some Fridays like uh you know we get holidays every now and then here in the in the big wide world so but but most Fridays we will be here and we'll be breaking down you know a few key stories of that week and with that in mind First up this week, Kirsty, we have COP26. Well, this has been all over the news for weeks and weeks, hasn't it? I mean, rightly so, that we've got a big challenge ahead of us as a globe, as a, as a world, never mind, as a country. And, um, yeah, it sounds like it went to the very last minute, the wire that they have still said this 1.5 degree centigrade is still um the alive as as a as an aim but it sounds like there was quite a lot of negotiations running up to that and whether we're now going to be able to you know push through actions to actually make that happen that's going to be the key thing but as far as SMEs are concerned um the ACCA and the corporate finance network that I'm with we we run a regular survey of SMEs through the accountancy firms and um this this month was all about really green issues and how prepared SMEs are and it was a shame really that the survey results were saying that SMEs just haven't really had time to address this yet with everything that's happened over the last 18 months they haven't had the energy they haven't got the money and they just haven't had the you know the focus on it but um what I really liked as well as a more positive slant on this, as we're future positive, is that we wrote a blog, didn't we, um, at Capitalize, um, and Paul wrote a blog, and it gives some really great practical ideas for SMEs to help them gradually start to become more green, more sustainable. It's challenging. I know it's challenging. I'm, I'm at my conference at the moment at the NEC, and I've tried to uh, run a plastic-free conference, sustainable conference, and to try and source products has been so hard so you know like the name badges are normally plastic 
Yeah. Horrible, horrible so things. Final, I always smear myself with them. Never reusable. People just throw them away and they're not recyclable and they're horrendous. I tried to find some lanyards, which I managed to find some lanyards with two clips on, metal clips. And I thought, great, they're brilliant. It took me ages to find a supplier. Really smug. They've arrived in, uh, the couriers turned up with them all and they're all wrapped individually in little plastic bags. <laughs> and I just thought, how ironic. But I've spoke to the supplier and said, can we do anything about the packaging? And he's going to look at that. So, you know, it's going to get there eventually, isn't it? But there's so much opportunity for new products because people are trying to become more sustainable and your businesses will be asking you as advisors how to do that and these ideas we've got on the blog are great it's worth um, saying isn't it phil that all these links i'm talking about now they're going to be in the show notes aren't they so uh, yes no i will uh, make sure that they were in the show notes but also um the other thing to think about and and, and this is more for the long term right but you know, even even lenders are now looking at making sure that the, the companies they finance are more green and that their sources of funding are more green. And, and you know, it, it's really interesting to see that the, 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 the lending market is having to, to, to look at more green and sustainable funding as well. And, you know, I, I foresee a time that those businesses that are more green may well find favorability in those markets well it's happened with the equity providers for a while that started to happen where um you know they're expected to um in, potential investee companies have to show their esd credentials and and what they're trying to do for sustainability so it, it started there it's now going into lending and as as with everything large companies will have the framework first they will they will be mandated expect soon to report on all of these issues and eventually it will trickle down through to the smaller businesses so great opportunity for accountants and advisors to become an expert in their area on this for businesses and then businesses will will turn to them and and they'll they'll, win more business themselves and 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 next up our second story of the week is around employment figures well i don't think 18 months ago anyone saw saw this happening no, no. And, and they're amazing, aren't they, that they're, they're, they're keeping up there and redundancies just haven't really come through yet. Um, I think it is worth noting, and again, we'll put a link to this, but in my with my calculations, based on some information that came out from the ONS this, this uh, last month, sorry, October, we have lost 1.4 million businesses. They've stopped trading during 2020. Um, which is is probably a sign that they are zombie companies and they weren't sustainable or resilient enough when COVID happened anyway. And and they've they've not gone through insolvency processes because they weren't really able to um, due to the regulations, but they have probably wound up or just dissolved or, or just stopped trading and struck off. What is good news is that the there are a lot more new starts coming through every year again. So, we, you know, we still have, something like almost 750,000 new start businesses last year. So there are a lot of opportunities for new businesses, but what we really want to make sure of as as advisors is that we help those new businesses to be resilient so that they don't become zombie companies and have problems if there is any more issues with supply chains or, or, you know, everything being squeezed as it has been, or, or heaven forbid, another similar pandemic or something in the future. So, Helping our businesses to become more resilient and giving the new start businesses those skills is a huge um, service opportunity, again, for advisors that are looking to get into new markets. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think it's 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 a real it's a it's a real interesting good news story around the employment figures, and um, you know, long may it continue because that was yeah, it was many people's biggest fears coming out of the back of all of this. Um, and uh, and and last up for our, our key stories of the week, you've got Enterprise Nations Grant blog. This I thought was a great read. So if you go to enterprisenation.com, they have some brilliant blogs and content on there for small businesses. And what they've done this week is they've listed all the grant funds that are still available in local councils, because shockingly, there are still millions of pounds, hundreds of millions of pounds that haven't yet been claimed um, in local authorities around the country. So go and have a read of that blog. We'll give you the link. Great opportunity there for you to, to recommend to certain clients that maybe were eligible for these grants but didn't claim at the time to go and get them. The money is theirs, um, is available. They just have to apply. So giving them another nudge to say there could be 3,000, 5,000, 10,000, whatever. There's, there's different pockets of funding uh, for different areas. Go and research your own local authority, see what's available and match your clients up. Yeah, absolutely. I think grants are, are something that people don't really kind of haven't really been thinking about as much pre-pandemic. But funny enough, it's one of the things I talk about a lot in when I'm talking to accountancy firms is how now it, it's something like 23% of businesses that look for fun, uh, that, that, that kind of go out there take funding and grants yeah. so it's amazing that rise of grants like 10 percent take grants by themselves you know 30 percent will look for funding by themselves but 20 odd percent will, will use both so the rise of grants is super important it's such a great way to support businesses as well because obviously it's it's you know money that 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 doesn't rely on on equity or or yeah. security or or anything like that yeah, it's free cash. The problem I mean, with a lot of grants are very difficult to access. You know, the big grants from Innovate and so on, they take a long time and they you need to have real expertise. But these smaller grants are much quicker. They, the requirements for application are usually much less onerous. So, yeah, definitely go and see if there's anything there out there. And you, your clients will love you. Absolutely. So... Um, I think we always like to, I always refer to it as the cat up a tree moment, right? So um, I always love the cat up a tree story that they used to do on local news or, or national news that always ends up on a, on a, on a good note. And, and it might not be like the most relevant to that day's news, but it, it's certainly a good story. And I think the one I found for our, our kind of cat up a tree story this week, Kirsty, is, um, is, is around working from home might be better for the planet. Yeah. So the, uh, it's a great article on, on Metro talking about um, how working from home is better, th better for the environment. Um, obviously, it's about cutting your commute, but, but it's also down to just cutting cups of coffee and takeaways and, and, and cutting kind of like paper usage in office and, uh, and all of these things. It's, it's a really interesting uh, article. And again, I'll, I'll, pop a, I'll pop a link into the notes, but but. For all you people that are now still working from home or, or are working for a limited time in the office, not only are you giving yourself a, an arguably a better quality of life, and, and, and I think, you know, it, it, one of the nice things about all of this is, you know, people are getting to spend more time with their families. They are getting to work in a way that's more suitable for them. But by doing it, you're also helping the environment. And in a world where, you know, the week of COP26, our, our first story of the week, I think that's a that's a really good thing to know that, you know, just by working from home, you're starting to do that little bit 
that little bit for you uh, and for the environment. So, um, so big up to all the all the people working from home. Great stuff. I love that story. And it's you've come full circle back to ESG again. Well done, Phil. <laughs> so look, um, that is it for uh, Phil and Kirsty's Friday breakfast or Friday breakfast with Phil and Kirsty for this week. Um, thanks for listening. We will be back next Friday for another episode. Um, but for those new to Capitalize, Capitalize is a funding and capital platform designed to support accountants to build healthy balance sheets and relationships with their SME clients. Uh, we've re- recently partnered with Experian and we've got some amazing stuff coming down the pipe using that Experian data to really help SMEs get a look into and understand their business. So you can find out more about the pod, the podcast, uh, more about Capitalize at capitalize.com. And of course, you can follow myself, Kirsty, on uh, social media. Kirsty's big on Twitter. Kirsty, what's your Twitter handle? It's big on Twitter, I wish. The CFN. <laughs> the CFN on, yeah. on that. And, uh, and and also you can you can follow Capitalize on all the social media as well. So thanks for listening. Uh, if you like what you, you hear, there's many, many episodes of the podcast as well where we've interviewed people. So the main Future Positive podcast. And we've got another series of interviews which will be starting uh, in a week or so um, going out there. There's some great interviews coming up as well. So thanks for listening. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll look forward to speaking to you again next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Next Friday. Bye.